Good morning or good day. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We give praise and adoration to the Almighty God for those fires helped us. This morning we are rounding up the lessons, spiritual lessons from the life of David. David is mentioned more times in the Bible than any other Bible character. His name to many of us is immediately associated with the time when he confronted Goliath the giant. The Bible also recorded many other events in the life of David. A careful study of the life of David will leave us many lessons which we can apply to our lives today. David had faults. He committed sin. He was guilty of great offenses. But unlike King Saul, David was not rebellious and disobedient. He was quick to repent. Because of this willingness to repent, Apostle Paul talked about him in Acts of Apostles chapter 13, verse 22. The Bible said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who shall fulfill all my will. There are many lessons we are going to learn from him. I want to summarize the whole story of the life of David from 1 Samuel chapter 16 to the end. Number one, David as a shepherd boy. That covers 1 Samuel 16 to chapter 19. One incident in David's Boyhood days, plain denotes his character. Plainly denotes his character. He was keeping his father's sheep. A lion came. He took a lamb. David went after the lion. Got the lamb out of the lion's mouth. Lions raised against him. He caught the lion by the bear. Slew it. That's account of David's courage. Notice that the loss of one poor lamb was the occasion that prompted David's bravery. Many of us as ministers of God, if a member lives, we lost one member. Do we endanger our life? We will follow after do do visitation. That was not David. His love for that lamb and his faithfulness to the child given him to take care of the flock, move him to act. Let's be moved. As a father, if our children is any, you are for one is any. See, do something fast, pray about that one. And that shows courage. That shows Kiani. Number two, David as a fugitive from King Saul. That covers second, first Samuel from chapter 20 to chapter 31. We remember the story of how King Saul was not happy for people praising David for his achievement. He was bitterly jealous of David after that experience with Goliath. And we read twice. He wanted to kill him with his spear. But David escaped. During the years when he was escaping, he was wandering about in the desert with Saul seeking to take his life. He had several unusual opportunities to take Saul's life. However, David returned love for Saul's hatred. How are we treating those who give suffering, who are treating us with hatred? David suffered injustice and ill treatment at the hand of King Saul for many years. But he never paid back evil with evil. How are we handling our own? Injustice is one of the most difficult things for any of us to bear. We hardly bear it. We don't want to bear it. One type of reaction towards those who treat us unjustly is to retaliate. Retaliation is unwise. It's unchristlike. Somebody has offended you. You are waiting for opportunity to give him back. You are looking for his mistake. You are waiting for him to make mistake so that you can give him back. 
that is on Christ-like and that is on loving. David demonstrated great patience and love towards King Saul. Even though Saul was constantly to take his, his life, but David went the second mile. He turned the other cheek, just like Jesus. This is attitude taught by Jesus in the New Testament. Number three, David's reign as king of Israel. In 2 Samuel chapter 1 to chapter 10, I'm just summarizing the whole story of the life of David. When King Saul was killed, David tore his clothes. He wept and mourned and fasted until evening. David respected Saul as the anointed king. Even though Saul had severely mistreated him, David did not hold a grudge. New Testament believers, those who mistreat us, are we not holding grudges against them? David known for many years that he was choosing to be the next king. He had been anointed by Saul. Why is he a lad in Bethlehem? But yet he endured, he waited for the appointed time. During that time that David ruled over Israel, he demonstrated great wisdom and justice in dealing with people. David stood out as one of the greatest political and spiritual leaders in the Old Testament. Another account, David's sin with Bathsheba. That started from 2 Samuel chapter 11 to chapter 20. One event was following another. One evening while David was walking out on the roof of his palace, he noticed a beautiful man bathing and near nearby roof, new rooftop. David quickly responded to what he saw, even though he knew that she was the wife of Uriah. Few months later, he received the word that Bathsheba had conceived as a result of a adulterous relationship with that at that night. How do we respond to what we see with our eyes? How do we respond to what we hear with our ears? Do we respond with agape love? There are some lessons to be learned from this dark period in David's life. It was a dark period from chapter 11 of Second Samuel to chapter 20. It was dark period for David. Number one, beware of idleness. When you don't have anything doing, be careful. Satan will keep on loading you with diverse messages, diverse instruction and direction. Be careful. Number two, beware of exposing nakedness. Ladies, sisters, beloved, you should beware. Be careful of exposing nakedness. Number three, beware of letting your eyes and mind dwell on sinful things. I, thought, I told us a few days ago, whatever you have seen with your eyes, uh, I told us yesterday we discussed it. Don't meditate on negative things. Don't let it dwell in your heart. For never think that unconfessed sin can be covered up. A sin that you do not confess, don't ever think it can be covered up. God sees it. For beware of thinking that it can't happen to me. We are not sinned. Even the strongest person can easily sleep. At any moment, at any hour, any Christian anywhere can be caught off guard and can fail God miserably. That will not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. I told you also Friday last week, be you a Pope, be you an evangelist, be you a pastor, be you general overseer, be you head of state. Anybody can sleep at any time. But when it happens, make sure you come back to God. David, after being confronted by the prophet, Nathan acknowledged his sin, and his sin was forgiven. But David reaped what he has sowed. I told you on Friday, Temporal punishment at times are weak sinners. So there are certain sins you come in and there are some wages that sin continue to pay. 
bitter dividends for many years. The child born to Bathsheba died. David Ridley's son, Amnon, fell into shameful immorality with his half-sister Tamar. Another son, Absalom, led a rebellion against his father's kingdom. Absalom was a young man with magnetism that attracted people. He seared a widespread rebellion against David, and David had to flee from the city of Jerusalem with disgrace. That will not be a portion in the name of Jesus. To continue living in sin will bring dreadful consequences. True, the sin can be forgiven, but the Bible doesn't create the impression that people get away with their sin or that God approves of it. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 27, the Bible says, But the thing that David did displeased the Lord. Our action and our attitude will not make God angry in the name of Jesus. Right? So what lesson are we learning from King David? We have just three lessons here that are evident. From a man after God's heart. Yes, David was a man after God's heart, but yet that was not without fault. What lesson? Lesson number one. David was not without fault. Even though David was a powerful king over Israel for 40 years, and his heart was definitely inclined towards God, he was not without fault. For example, he sinned in placing confidence in human strength. In 2 Samuel 24, verse 9 to 10, he was manifested. He manifested weakness as a father because his son brought shame unto him. Yet God used him. Thus, David's life is a prime example in the scripture of how God walked through weak and frail and sinful person like you and me to accomplish his purposes. God will use us mightily in the mighty name of Jesus. Right? If you are weak, if you are free, if people are complaining about your weaknesses, that does not mean God cannot use you. Don't lose courage. Trust in the Lord. Two, David was not without troubles. One of the basic fallacies which many Christians secretly hold is the idea that when you are right with God, you ought to have nothing but good version. You must be blessed, must be promoted, must be lifted. Mm. It's good, it's true. But David had his own share of trouble. He brought some, brought some upon himself because of his sin with Bathsheba and his lack of discipline over his children. But it's also clear that David faced many troubles for which he was not responsible. Adversity and trouble are not always punishment for evil, which we have done. Remember Job. It's certainly proper for us to examine ourselves, to confess our sin frequently. But when hard places do come, it will not always be possible for us to put our finger on something we have done. We will not always have an immediate explanation as to why we have been dealt with so harshly. Many times God does what he is simply he does simply because he is who he is and offer no explanation as it was in case, case with Job. Many times God does what he does simply because he is God and he offers no explanation. We are the one that we hold on. Hold the fault. Hold the fault. You may not really understand the reason behind everything that happens to you because he's God. Finally, David was not without limitation. My brother, my sister, Pope, evangelist, pastor, director of company, you are not without limitation. You are still human. David needed a power outside himself. I wasn't too proud to admit it. He said at one time, my soul thirsted for God. He said, as a deer panted for the water. On another occasion, he said, the Lord is the strength of my life. Don't depend on yourself. You can't do it alone. You need God. 
you need God. David was a man after God's own heart. He had faults, he had trouble, he had limitations. One of the beautiful things about life is that he was not too proud to hold out his hand for help. Don't see yourself as you Mr. Know all. You still have your faults, you still have your trouble, you have limitations. And that's why we are together to help one another. David is mentioned in the Heroes of Faith in chapter 11. was one of them, beginning from verse 32. But these men of faith were divinely enabled to perform remarkable deeds beyond their own natural ability. So, my brother, you have your limitation, but still rely on God. Beyond that limitation that people are pointing out, you don't depend on your natural ability. God will assist you by His own divine power in the mighty name of Jesus. Supernatural ability is available for those who rely on God. God can help them. If you cry unto Him for supernatural ability, He will assist you. He will help you. Gideon cried unto God. God assisted him. Joshua cried unto God. God helped him. Moses was complaining. God said, I will assist you. God assisted him. He assisted David. God will assist you. Rely on God. Trust Him. Don't forget these three things I mentioned this morning. You have your faults. You have your troubles. You have your limitations. Maybe because of where you are born. Maybe because of where you grew up. Maybe because of the school you attended. Maybe because of the environment you attend. Or because the church you find yourself. You still have your faults. You have your trouble. You have your limitations. But natural ability can help you rely on God. Apply the lesson from the life of David to your life. Seek to avoid the mistake which David made. Let each of us resolve to press toward higher goal. Starting from today. I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. Though some midway we are disabound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's stable land. A higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on a higher ground. As you are going on the journey of your life, beware of idleness, beware of exposing nakedness, beware of letting your mind and eyes dwell on sinful things. Never think that unconfessing will be covered up. Beware of thinking that it cannot happen to me. You are a human being. God's grace was sufficient. He helped the saint of old. God will help you. Be careful. There's no Mr. No or We have our limitation. We have our fault. We have our trouble. God will help us all. God will help you. These men of faith were divinely enabled. God will give you divine enablement to perform remarkable deep in the name of Jesus. God will strengthen you beyond your natural ability. Grace of God is upon David. The grace of God will be upon you. Tomorrow, we are starting with another era of faith. God be with you all in Jesus' name. Amen.